Welcome to Pediagogy. I'm Tammy. And I'm Lydia. And we're UC Davis Children's Hospital trained pediatricians in Sacramento. This podcast reviews common conditions in children to enhance our knowledge and the knowledge of other residents, medical students, and any other interested voters. With that, let's delve right into this episode. Okay, so say you're in clinic and you're seeing a 12-month-old Vietnamese girl who drinks 32 ounces of milk per day, and her parents have noticed her eating chipped paint from their house walls and dirt in the backyard. You check in her hemoglobin in clinic, and it's nine. Mom says she also has a personal history of low hemoglobin. So what are your thoughts, Tammy? Gosh, that was so many buzzwords right there. Obviously, the milk consumption is a concern for iron deficiency anemia, as is the eating for dirt, which could be signs of pica. The eating pain can also be pica, but that also puts her at risk for lead toxicity, which can cause a microcytic anemia like sideroblastic anemia. And the fact that she's Vietnamese with a family history of anemia could also clue you into maybe she has alpha thalassemia. Yeah, definitely not a really straightforward case. Um, so it could be a lot of different things. But today we're going to talk about iron and iron deficiency anemia. So iron is one of the most common nutrient deficiencies and a common cause of anemia in young children, even in developed countries. Um, and a really common cause of that is excessive milk consumption um, because that can inhibit iron absorption. So the AEP recommends no more than 16 to 24 ounces a day. Yeah, even without anemia, iron deficiency itself has been linked to neurodevelopmental problems like intelligence and attention span and behavioral problems, which is why early detection is so important. So let's start from the very beginning, meaning when you're still a fetus. 80% of iron in your newborn body is actually obtained during the third trimester of pregnancy. And that's why premature babies with anemia prematurity are often supplemented with iron in the NICU. Maternal anemia, hypertension with IUGR or intrauterine growth restriction, or diabetes in pregnancy can also cause low fetal iron stores in both term and preterm babies. So to prevent iron deficiency anemia, the AAP recommends giving preterm infants two makes per keg per day of elemental iron starting at age one month all the way until they're 12 months old if they're breastfeeding. If this preterm infant is on formula and they're taking 150 mils per kilo per day, that should get you about the same amount of iron and you don't need any additional supplementation. For term infants who are breastfeeding, you should supplement a little bit less, so just one make per cake per day of elemental iron, iron starting at four months when their stores run out. What if they're doing breastfeeding and also supplementing with formula? Yeah, that's a great question. So if a term infant is breastfeeding 50% or more, you should still give them that one make per cake per day of iron supplementation because they're not getting enough through the formula. Okay, so that's prevention. Um, what about diagnosing it? So diagnosing iron deficiency anemia typically starts around 12 months when the AEP recommends screening for anemia in all kids regardless of risk. So by definition, anemia is two standard deviations below the normal, which uh, for 12 to 35-month-old kids is 11 mg per deciliter. Yeah, so typically in clinic, we can do a POC hemoglobin check. So that's when you just prick the finger of the kid to screen for anemia. Um, it just tells you the hemoglobin. So if it's actually low, you should get a full CBC to evaluate the mean corpuscular volume or the MCV. 
Although we typically say microcytic anemia is less than 80, younger children can actually have a lower normal MCB. So a general rule of thumb that Dr. Poirier, one of our hematology oncology attendings taught me was that to remember the lower MCV limit by age, you just add 70 plus their age in years. So a one-year-old kid can have an MCV of 71 and that would still count as normocytic. Nice. That's a good rule of thumb. So some practices empirically treat any microcytic anemia in children as iron deficiency anemia with iron supplementation and really only check additional studies if there isn't any improvement um, after one month of iron supplementation. Um, And these additional studies include things like iron studies, hemoglobin electrophoresis, and lead level to assess for things like thalassemia or lead toxicity, because both of these can also cause microcytic anemia. Right now, the best practice that the AAP recommends for initial workup for anemia is starting with a CBC, iron studies like iron level, ferritin, TIBC, or total iron binding capacity, and CRP or C-reactive protein. There are newer tests like reticulocyte hemoglobin, which can measure iron available in cells that were recently released from bone marrow. These are validated and have standard values in children, but are not widely available everywhere. There's also another test called the transferrin receptor 1, which is found on cell membranes and facilitates transfer of iron into cells. Um, This, as you might expect, will be upregulated in iron deficiency, but this test isn't widely available everywhere and standard values for pediatric patients aren't established yet. Yeah, and let's not forget about the Mensner ratio, which is the MCV or mean corpuscular volume over the RBC or the red blood cell count, which is helpful in differentiating between iron deficiency anemia and thalassemia. So in iron deficiency anemia, you lack iron, so you're making fewer red blood cells, so that MCV to RBC ratio will be greater than 13. In contrast, if you have thalassemia, your body is able to make normal amount of red blood cells, but they're just really small and lacking either the alpha or the beta globulin. So the ratio should be less than 13. You can also use the MCHC or the mean corpuscular hemoglobin concentration, which is the hemoglobin to red blood cell count ratio. And again, this will be low in thalassemia, but normal to high in iron deficiency anemia, just because for the same reason you're making the same amount, normal amount of red blood cells and thalassemia, but just fewer in iron deficiency anemia. So that 12-month-old with the hemoglobin of 9 that we talked about earlier and a low ferritin who's chugging 32 ounces of milk a day should, one, firstly, cut down on all that milk. The AAP recommends no more than 16 to 24 ounces per day. And two, they should start three mgs per cake per day of elemental iron which maxes out at 60 megs per day. And they should be doing that for three months minimum. You want to recheck their hemoglobin at one month and you should expect a one gram per deciliter increase in hemoglobin. And it's best to give iron once daily on an empty stomach for better absorption. Um, So increasing the frequency can actually lower the absorption of iron because the oral iron releases hepcidin that actually blocks further absorption of iron, which is kind of counterintuitive. Um, Also remember to not take iron with milk or calcium products because that can inhibit the absorption. Things to warn parents about in terms of side effects are things like abdominal pain, constipation, and diarrhea. So we actually do pharmacy taste tests during residency. And let me tell you, iron is not a pleasant medicine to take. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) 
and not a sponsor, but I've been told that Nova Ferrum is one of the better tasting iron liquid supplements that you can give to children. Um, interestingly, while most recommend taking iron with vitamin C containing foods to improve absorption, there's actually one randomized control trial in 2020 that found iron supplementation with or without vitamin C for iron deficiency anemia actually had an equivalent improvement in hemoglobin. So it may or may not actually matter. Yeah, you can encourage iron fortified foods like brown rice, oatmeal and cereals or iron rich foods like meats, soybeans, lentils, eggs, tofu, beans and dark green leafy vegetables as well. Um, These foods aren't actually ones that toddlers are probably going to take, um, but the ones that they do like are fortified cereals like Cheerios, dried fruits like raisins or peaches, scrambled eggs and peanut butter. Yeah, I've had some of my parents just like sneak in some of those other foods by just like blending it in with some of the foods that they do like. Um, Cool. So I think that pretty much wraps up our episode on iron deficiency anemia today. Um, Tammy, do you want to summarize? Yeah, of course. So microcytic anemia with high milk consumption and pica should clue you into iron deficiency anemia. You can prevent this by giving one to two mg per kg per day of iron supplements to infants until they're 12 months old, and then check for anemia at that time. You treat iron deficiency anemia with three mg per kg per day of elemental iron for at least three months, and you should see a one gram per deciliter increase in hemoglobin per month. If you don't, you should consider non-compliance because like we said, iron tastes terrible or other etiologies like thalassemia and lead toxicity. That's all for this episode. You can find additional information in the podcast description and our social media resources. Please rate and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter at PediagogyPod. That's P-E-D-I-A-G-O-G-Y-P-O-D. Special thanks to Orlando Magana at OM Audio Productions for music composition and Dr. Su Ting Lee and Dr. Lena Vanderlis for mentorship.